While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This is another episode where I'm fighting through for my life because my voice is pretty much gone from coaching life. Uh, I feel like the pep talk from last week's episode, the pep talk I I was really fighting through to try to get my voice, uh, it just wasn't doing what I wanted it to do because I lost it like three days in a row between coaching. Uh, And I recovered enough of it for our first game that we won 36 to 0. So we are 1 and 0 for like the first time. And I don't even know how long as a school. Um, but yeah, so that, that's been, that's been a challenge to keep the voice ready to go uh, for coaching and teaching. And of course, the podcast, which is, you know, obviously more of a sidekick, but still. Um, but yeah, if you have not already, you can uh, reach out at Classroom Brew or email me classroombrew at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to subscribe for some bonus content, some exclusive access, you can go to patreon.com slash classroom brew that is also where we have the koozies and the the podcast merch that has the logo on it like the t-shirt and all that stuff but um school year 23 um i should point out that <laughs> uh part of part of my summer has been working on moving up salary lanes and that was successful uh even though the people that are in charge of that department are not the best readers so that's a little bit disconcerting um, but the, I also had to contact the, for teacher loan forgiveness, which I talked about with how they kind of rank us depending on the subjects, the, those high value subjects where they want more teachers. Cause I guess there's a shortage or something like that for, you know, everything right now. But you know, if you're a science teacher, you get 17 grand. And if you're anything else, you uh, only get five grand for forgiveness. But, um, got my five years. This is now my sixth year. So I could apply for it. And in order to do the application, there's a few other things I had to do, including get my initial start date. And when I, when I reached out uh, to my, my, my boss, my, my principal, to ask for my start date, uh, well, she did the application and she wrote my start date as the previous year, uh, so only one year, and you have to show that you've been in your same spot, low-income area, for five years. And when, when she sent the email to employee services, the email read, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, I didn't realize that he taught here for more than one year. Ouch! Now, I know she might have just been doing that to save face with employee services because she didn't know my start date, but don't send the message that you, as my boss in a small school with less than, less than, less than 30 staff, or less than 30 teachers, that is, and you didn't know I was there for longer than a year? Ouch, man! I've been there for five. This is year six. Has, has my impact been limited to one? Or am I barely just there? Or is it only one year of impact? Ouch. That, that really stung. Um, not really realizing that I had been there 
for more than a year. Uh, I did finally get my start date because I emailed to get it because they didn't respond to that one. And uh, it took a while because this was in like, mm, I don't know, early to mid-June. <laughs> and the response that I got from them, the automated response, I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, this is me asking like, hey, here's my employee ID. You obviously have my email because I'm emailing you from it. This is my name. I just need the date that I started back in 2017. And uh, pretty easy request, right? Honestly, I wish they just had it somewhere on a computer automated system. But the response that I got to that very simple email was automated. And it says, and it says, thank you for contacting the Employee Records Office of Chicago Public Schools. We have received your request. Please note that our turnaround time is approximately 10 to 15 business days or more is written in bold. And it's in quotes as well. Or more for us to review and process your request. Then in parentheses, it goes, it may take more than 10 to 15 business days. This office is currently receiving a, high, a very high volume of requests at this time, and we are extremely short-staffed. I guess there's only two employees there, but whatever. We cannot guarantee that your request will be done before the deadline of 10 to 15 business days or more. If you have any questions, and then it gives me the email and all that shit. Basically, they said, hey, we received your email. There's so few of us. We'll get to it in 10 to 15 business days or more. But hey, we might not make that deadline of 10 to 15 business days or more. So you could be waiting for a while. And granted, they did get back to me within uh, 10 to 17 business days. So I guess they were right. But I was like, what? So disrespectful. Um, anyways, we, we got this email about... So it's a new school year, obviously. And... Uh, there's this email that was sent out to a bunch of the high school coaches saying, there's a new website for Chicago Public League and Chicago Public Schools uh, sports, and you should check it out. New year, new websites. And I was just like, new website? Cool. No one's going to check it. Uh, but you know what? It's a, it's a new year, and I, I don't think, I don't, yeah, actually, the last episode that I recorded that was not a pep talk like this was before the year started. And holy shit. Uh, the sophomores, the previous freshmen that everyone was like, watch out for them. They did mature a lot over, over the summer, which is very common. So that's nice. But uh, in terms of some of the behaviors that I'm seeing already, we're already past the, uh, the honeymoon phase pretty quickly where kids don't necessarily reveal if they're going to do what they should be doing or be a, a bit of a headache. Uh, that's been fun. But you know what? It is what it is. And that's how it goes. The first. I, I hate I hate the first day of school. I hate the first week, but the first and second and third days especially because one, if you've taught in CPS or or any any inner city you know environment whatever, mobility is very high. Uh, the transfer rate is really abysmal. Uh, so kids that are on your roster day one, you could have like twenty five kids one day and then a different twenty five kids like two days later for the same exact. The same exact class period and the same exact school year, grade level, all that. It, it, it's weird. And part of it is because kids might not be in the system or their transfer didn't go through. And so they still show up for days at a time, even though you've never seen them. Uh, my favorite is always, though, when there's a, a kid that wasn't on the roster uh, and they show up for the first day and they're upset when you like mispronounce like something. And I get it. I've, people get my last name wrong all the time. And it's a very easy name 
to say. They just add in extra shit that's not there for some reason because they're dumb. And uh, so I get that. I always point out like, hey, I really apologize. I'm going to get your name right. I just, I need you to tell me if it's wrong. Um, And I'm pretty good with names. I get it. But my favorite is when there's a kid that has been on your roster, but they have never been there. And then suddenly like week 10, they show up and they're pissed that you don't know how to say their name. And it's like, Trust me, I get it. Like, you know, it's a respect thing to pronounce your name right, but I'm not doing this out of malice. I don't know you, dude. And it happens all the time. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not too worried about it. Um, give me a month. I'll whip him into shape, if you will. Uh, figuratively, not literally. Don't come for my job. Um, anyways, I was, uh, <laughs> I was sitting in our beginning of year... PD that we had a hand in planning, but it was more so just getting the agenda together. We weren't leading uh, many of the sessions. I didn't lead any of the sessions, thankfully. Uh, I was more of a co-lead for one of them for part of it, uh, which is how I prefer it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, not every time, but in that moment, that is how I preferred it. But uh, we were having this whole meeting about our new advisory thing. And there were a couple of things that we needed to address like right then and there. And it was suggested like, oh, we should have a meeting about this. Like planning in a meeting to have a meeting about the thing that should have been resolved in the initial meeting. Oh, by the way, you're in the initial meeting right now. And I lost my patience. <laughs> uh, nothing disrespectful, but I lost my patience because let's solve it right then and there. And it wasn't my meeting to lead, of course, but I was just, I, I spoke up. I never do. I'm not a big speak up person. Uh, in the full staff things because I want to get out of there as soon as possible. And uh, I spoke up like, do you want to just take care of it now? Let's just talk about it now. We're in here for an hour and a half anyway, and there's no way out. Let's just do it now and get it over with. I didn't say get it over with, but the why are we planning to have a meeting related to planning the thing that the meeting is supposed to be about? That's like a politician. We have fundraisers to try to fix the thing but the money that we make from the fundraiser just funds the next fundraiser about the thing that they still are trying to, to, to fix. Like, we're trying to, get, we're trying to get new sidewalks in front of the senior center. Let's have, a, let's have an outing, a fundraising outing, to get the sidewalk for the senior center. And by the time they, they have all the, uh, the donations taken in, it barely covers the cost of the fundraiser itself and all the extra branded shit they bought all the merch they got to vote for someone in 2020 or whatever. It's 2022, 2024. Uh, I went backwards in time because I've regressed a little bit. I've dissociated. It's fine. We're all fine. It's the new school year. This is normal. Uh, but that's, that's the main thing. Like, we're having these meetings. Why do we have to plan a future meeting to address the issues that we brought up in the first meeting? Or in this case, to address the stuff that we were planning on taking care of in this meeting anyway. Why are we doing this? I have the qualm of this could have been an email. This was this could have been done in the first meeting that we somehow had to, you know, be in for this thing. Am I getting this out right? I don't know. Uh, speaking of taking care of shit, <laughs> the fourth floor initiative. If, if you guys have listened to the podcast or, you know, if you want, you can go back like, I think, two episodes where we talked about this, but uh, I teach in a five-story building. We use basically two and a half of that. 
<laughs> you heard me right. Granted, the fifth floor is a weight room, but because there's so much unutilized space, and it's been like that for years, uh, well before I got there, our entire fourth floor is storage. And when I say storage, I mean hoarding. Quite literally, hoarding. So uh, when I first got there, and I, I've probably talked about this like when I, the first, when I first started the podcast, where it was like where you went to go shopping, if you needed something for your room, because they're abandoned rooms that haven't been used since like 98. Uh, I, I think I found my desk like sitting on its side, like leaned back against a wall. Uh, I think I found my desk chair up there. Like just, just random shit. Uh, you know, like I think I saw like, you know, a sign about Brown versus Board and fight the power. No, I'm kidding. But there's races back in the day. But um, anyways, the goal was to, to turn this, you know, useless waste of space advisory fl or floor into an advisory floor. I spoiled it there because I accidentally slipped up. But it, it has now become the advisory floor, sort of. My initial plan was I will supervise and, you know, just, you know, a stipend for some kids uh, that can work to help move all the shit that's in there and set up essentially nine classrooms and one support room uh, to make sure that each grade level has at least two. And then there's a space that we just need to clear out. And then there's a space for the, you know, all that other stuff. But uh, it was told, no, it has to be someone from uh, Aramark or the lovely company. And they wouldn't, you know, they didn't want a teacher to do it. That's fine. Uh, it sat for the entire summer where they essentially did two days worth of work. My plan was to get it done in the first month, maybe month and a half of summer so that it would be more than ready and, uh, you know, good to go so that when they were still doing summer cleaning, they could also take care of these rooms for the first time in like two decades. Yeah. But it's no longer my baby. That's fine. It sat for two months, and that's fine. And they lied to me, saying, like, the kids aren't here, but the kids are playing basketball, and they let them play basketball for money, and they're not professional, but they got to play basketball for money, so it's all good. And the floor wasn't done. And, you know, fast forward, it's the week of teacher PD. I'm being told it's going to get done. It'll get it'll maybe done. And then uh, fast forward, and it's Friday before, before the first day of school with students, and I'm told, oh, it'll be done. It'll be done. They're going to come in and do overtime over the weekend and take care of it. If I'm getting faster, it's because I'm getting more pissed because I was lied to because they didn't do shit. Everything sat, uh, even over that weekend. And I think, okay, well, advisory is not till Wednesday. We still have Monday, Tuesday. Maybe they'll do the overtime then. And it still sat on Monday night. And I'm like, okay, maybe Tuesday. They're really cutting it close. There's a lot of stuff to move. Two of them are book rooms. That's a lot of books. I hope they're okay. Hope they have a lot of bodies. They must have volunteers. Nothing happened. And so I had to scramble the night before advisory. I'm holding the microphone now. I had to scramble the night before to actually sit down and write out where the temporary rooms are going to be, which I didn't get to choose, and it wasn't very clear. And then make sure that the rooms were good to go for the people that could go up to the fourth floor. And the, here's the issue, is that the rooms that were temporary were on the first, second, third, and fourth floor. We only have six security. And the goal was, because we normally have security on three, two, and one, was to shift two guards up to four, and then one guard up to three. So we would essentially have two on four, the fourth floor, two on the third floor, one on the second and one on the first. But if we have kids on all of the floors spread so thin, that meant there was a floor that was understaffed, which was a nightmare. Also, the rooms that were quote-unquote ready were filthy. 
So when I say they did two days of work, I mean they cleaned out some stuff and they threw out some stuff. But the rooms that were apparently done, which is about four or five of them, were already done and just kind of sitting there because I think we used them for testing once. They just got out a little bit of storage crap. And on top of it, that, so that's fourth floor. Could you tell that I was a little bit pissed by this stuff? I just don't like being lied to. Just don't lie to me. And then don't call it my floor. They're calling it my floor because it was my idea to do the fourth floor. But it's not my baby anymore. Stop calling it my floor. <laughs> um, but our technology wasn't ready. So the printers and copiers and our, our laptops and the projectors and the document cameras, none of it's ready because our tech guy is actually security and he does tech to help them out. But they refuse to pay him. But he's such a nice guy, he does it anyway. Separate story. But nothing was ready because they didn't pay him over the summer to do that. So this poor guy is running between four different floors, kidding, three different floors because the fourth floor is a disaster. And essentially, he had to do everything in like a two-day time because they at one point said, do security uh, from these hours and then do technology from uh, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. One hour, a one-hour window where tech issues can be resolved. Do you see the problem with this? This is why nothing was ready. The Wi-Fi wasn't working in most of the rooms, mine included. The projector bulbs that they claimed that they bought were not bought. So my projector, everyone's projector from like 2005 is not doing so hot. We're just going on a whim, hoping that, you know, enough teachers can take care of stuff. And you know what? We are the tech guys as teachers. We're used to having to take care of all of our tech stuff and our SEL stuff and our security stuff, you know, when there's fights and shit like that. But could we, could we just, you guys said all summer, this could have been taken care of. We could have done all the updates to the laptops and shit. We could have replaced the broken ones. We could have, I don't know, done the fourth floor. We could have um, bought toner for the copiers, but none of this was done. And I think that everyone assumed it'll work itself out, completely forgetting that the reason it always works out is that teachers are the ones that fucking make it work even without the resources and things that we need to do our job. Wow, it's an intense episode this week. Let's lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> so here's the good thing. The, the middleman for purchasing supplies using our union funds, there, that is no more. You still can do that if you're old school and want to wait 18 months, but you can now do it directly. There's a site that's uh, three sites, three providers that are linked to your funds you just add it to your cart and you basically just skip the part when you have to put in your billing information and shit because it's already linked to your funds and you just basically hit check out and then pfft, it's there three days later. The fart was fake, but I'm trying to show you like it's ready to go. It's that quick, that easy. Um, yeah. So I don't know much, but I do feel wiser despite the fact that uh, nothing else is prepared. I feel very prepared this. Oh, I was prepared to start this year. Uh, and it is what it is. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot. I'm all over the place because it's been a minute since I recorded, uh, including like softball. So Robert, my advisor, who's also like the head of my program for grad school, um, that I, fin I finished that in 2017. That's wild. Uh, but I was asking him about student teaching and stuff like that because I would like to help the next generation. And some of the, the current people in my program also play on our softball team every so often. And I was like, let me, let me, let me give back a little bit. I'll, I'll be a student teacher host or whatever you can observe or whatever i don't know what they do anymore it's been too long at tpa is gone good it's dead kill it keep it dead um 
But I, I was thinking back to the hiring process. And I, I never, I, I don't believe, when everyone says they look back on their first year, they're always like, I didn't know shit. And I disagree. I don't think that that was the case. I didn't necessarily have all the tools and confidence to execute it as well as I do now. And I don't think I had a, as good of a big picture idea uh, as I do now. Obviously, I was building as I was going at the time. But I will say that the one thing that I for sure had no fucking clue on what I was doing was any time I was going through the hiring process with a school and they asked me for a demo lesson. <laughs> like one demo lesson, it was fine. It was like with a group of kids. But I've talked a million times, I feel like, about the demo lesson where I was expected. They told me like prepare for 25 kids. Oh, that's weird. It's the middle of the summer. And it was instead like, I don't even know what the topic was. Clearly it didn't matter. Because it was just the assistant principal and I, some administrator. I don't know. Maybe it was the principal. I couldn't tell you. I've repressed most of it. And basically they told me, like, we need you guys, you, we had to prepare like this, like 25 minute lesson on this, this, and this. And here are the objectives and standards you have to meet. Cool. And as an idiot at the time, not thinking, I was just so like, oh, they sent all this stuff and this must be a very high achieving school. Let me show them my pedagogical knowledge not really thinking about setting the standard for the room, which is what I spend the entire first week doing in a variety of different ways to mix it up. Uh, so when I'm starting to teach about like, like, I don't know, maybe it was like women's suffrage or some shit like that. And like the, the principal and, or the assistant, whoever the fuck it is, starts like cursing at the other one because they're being actors. I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm trying to address it instead of just like, pausing and saying let's address some procedures and some expectations man or opening with that because clearly they didn't give a shit about the topic it was just a, a throw it was like the the fluff in a word problem and i was so nervous and i was so burnt out because i was interviewing all the time i had a go bag for interviews i had a go bag literally it was um dress pants and a shirt that were rolled up i like looked up a certain way you can you know email me or dm me if you want to figure out the way i did it to make sure the shirt didn't wrinkle. And obviously, if you roll the pants, they're going to be fine. But like no weird seams on the collar and shit like that. The tie like helped seal it, as did the belt. And then I like shoved a sock, like a pair of socks in there. Not just one. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not a psycho. But I shoved the, the pair of socks in there. So no matter where I was, because uh, I would always, if I was like, you know, traveling, because I was commuting and doing like three or four different jobs and, you know, doing long distance with Katie at the time, uh, if I needed to, I had to change a clothes to get into acceptable interview clothes at any time. On top of that, I should mention that I obviously had my briefcase in my trunk at the time with like a million resumes. I think I just printed off everything that I could possibly have. And then obviously like my laptop for anything else I had to send over. Um, point being, long point being, sorry. Uh, sometimes we're getting over trauma on the podcast and that's how it goes and it's fine. But I was so tired, I didn't even think about these things. It was like... The most like nightmare disaster. Where they're probably like this fucking idiot. Like we don't care about. This sounds bad. They didn't care about women's suffrage at all. The history of it. They cared about. They cared about uh, the ex. Like how I could handle you know a certain situation with the kids that I do all the time every single day and I don't even bat an eye. But I just was not prepared for it all. In that moment, and I I think I handled stuff like that pretty well when I was a student teacher and first year teacher as well. But can you can y'all just be upfront? I know we kind of have to be prepared to expect anything, but can we just be upfront? The demo lessons I hated that so much. 
Uh, I personally didn't ask for a demo lesson from anybody because I didn't like that experience. Um, I, I, I think you cherry pick a lesson and it's either going to be a front or it's going to be, you know, a very poorly executed thing. And like, you can't necessarily fault them because it's a vacuum, but not really sort of kind of, I don't know, but it was the worst demo lesson. Like they're probably just like this, this guy. No wonder I didn't get a call back. Um, but yeah, well, Hey, so, uh, I, I'm going to probably wrap it up there because I'm tired and it's the weeknight right now. So I've only had one pint because it's been a long, a long week already. It's Tuesday. I'm recording this. And it's been a long week. Um, but yeah, so if, uh, what I'd like to do though, if you have your own hiring stories, I will log into Instagram for the first time in a while, but I would love to hear, I would love to hear some of your guys like hiring process or demo lesson nightmares or, or happy memories, whatever it might be. Uh, so you can send those to me, uh, at classroom brew on, uh, social media. And then, uh, obviously classroombrew at gmail.com for the, uh, the email. So, but hey, thank you guys so much for listening and for your support. Uh, again, if you want to be on the show, you can also reach out, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't know if I've said everything. I'm really tired. I'm on teacher brain. My voice is pretty much shot. Well, I have this octave. I have this normal speaking octave, but everything else is gone. So, uh, but anyways, hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. And until next week, class dismissed. Send me those stories, though. Send me those stories. For sure, send me those stories so I can share them if you want, because I want to hear about your hiring shit. Okay, bye. This is Classroom Brew.